Blog Talk Radio. the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where every week I bring you a dynamic guest. And today I have a fantastic entrepreneur, Diana London, who has done so many fabulous things in her life. Let me give you a little bit of her background. Diana London is originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and proud to be part of the Steel City and the Steelers Nation nation's culture. Following graduation of high school, the immediate family destined for Clearwater, Florida. During the Tampa Bay years, she studied at St. Pete, J.C., and the University of South Florida. The University of South Florida offered her the International Student Exchange Program. Diana accumulated history credits by traveling to 11 countries. Upon her, her returning, she documented a paper and, present, and did a presentation for the class. After the voyage, Fred Astaire Studios attracted her to Walter Waite to instructing ballroom dance, bronze, silver, gold, and theater arts. The glitz and glamour of all the entertainment aura intrigued her enough to move to California. Estelle Harmon's workshop, one of the top choices, is where Miss London pursued drama studies. She attended several other colleges, Orange Coast, Coastline, and Cal State Fullerton. She achieved her Screen Actors Guild and American Federation of Television and Radio Artists status with the credits that were earned. The lifestyle brought lots of laughs, yet at the same time, an era of the possible casting after the coach couch still lingered. That was part a part along with other slapstick offers being became that was prior to the slapstick offers become a no dice role she would play. That was prior to the Me Too movement. Showbiz had a tainted light and she respectfully bowed out. Miss London did, however, buy an ongoing number one booking agency in Orange County, an hour away from LA. Entertainers were booked out for corporate events special occasions, and for celebrity look-alike venues. After a decade of entertaining folks, the financial side was knocking at her door. A new venture sounded enticing. Recruiting in the financial arena was right up her alley. Once 9-11 hit, the recruiting spiraled downhill. Brokerage firms diminished or merged with other big names. It was never the same. Relationship marketing came into play. It's fascinating as one can help others while achieving their own goals. Diana London is also the West Hollywood and LA and um, West Hollywood, LA and Hollywood director of NAFI, which is the National Association for Female Executives. She says, why not inspire, inspire, collaborate, network with other women? It's rewarding. Never dull one sparkle. Diana lives in Anaheim Hills, California with her fur babies. 
The endless majestic views are a gift for many moons. She is an animal advocate assisting with rescues, adoptions, and donations. Welcome, Diana, to the show. I'm so happy to have you as a guest today. Oh, hi, Robbie. I'm thrilled to be here. How do you like being in California from the East Coast, and especially Florida, where you have the beaches all the time? Right. Oh, I love California. And the reason I like California so much is that it's the land of opportunity. So in reflecting back to thinking of the 49ers, that was an era of hunting for the treasure of gold, I get such a rush of enthusiasm from this golden state. You know, California has so much to offer and see. You know, I just enjoy tour guiding for my family and friends that come out to visit from the East Coast and from Florida to have them see something that maybe they don't have over there. So my favorite tour is I take them up through Solvang, Barbara, San Simeon. We'll tour the Hearst Castle. We might dine in Cambria, spend the night in the San Luis Obispo. And then the next day we'll head over to the Salinas, you know, through Salinas to PCH and take that coastal tour to Carmel. So I really enjoy just showing off California besides the typical amusement parks, beaches, and freeways. Do you go back to the East Coast often? I do, for the holidays. So I take turns. I'll go to Pennsylvania to see my cousins, aunts and uncles, all of my relatives there. And then I go to Florida to see my immediate family. I have a huge family, and we're so close, even though we're so many miles apart. You know, I'm a total mama's girl. We love to cook. And I would say one of the most memorable trips I took back east was searching through my roots, you know, through the family heritage. And I dug so deep, I found, like, an endless amount of family. I mean, I even went to, like, the 100 family reunion this last August. But it was just, like, one adventure after another. Uh, For one example was I found a distant child cousin that had an ill parent, and he asked me for years to move to California. I just didn't think it was the right thing to do to bring him out here. But, you know, one thing led to another, and I became a relative caregiver. And now he's been with me over a decade, and he finished high school here at Canyon High in Anaheim Hills. So I just love my family. So they either come to visit me or I go visit them. Was entertainment the only reason you came out to California? You know, it's a significant one, but um, I also had relatives living in Orange County that I came to visit first, and I just had a love for the state. So, you know, when I first moved to California, it was North Hollywood, and that was to pursue an acting career. And I lucked out because in the first few years, I got all the unions, SAG, after and theatrical. And, you know, it's been a blast in so many ways because, you know, when you go to school for acting, there's so many bloopers and so many laughs. I mean, you can't help but have fun in that industry. Patients, the gala events, you know, theatrical events, musicals, all, by, all these different performers. But the excitement of it all keeps me young. Are you still dabbling with entertainment? You know, actually I do. I book magicians still from the Magic Castle in Hollywood. I book celebrity lookalikes, and 
I still perform once in a while, like during the holidays, as a Charles Dickens caroler. That's always been fun. In the past now, I have portrayed Marilyn Monroe, Charo, Dolly Parton, and Betty Boop. And for children's parties, I used to be the Little Mermaid and Belle with the Beast. And I created zany characters like Miss Zucker and a Bag Lady. <laughs> and I used to book out like the Phantom of the Opera a lot. I think if I ever do another character, I may choose to do Carol Channing because I just love her. And I always talk that way to my pets. I talk like Carol Channing to my pets. <laughs> oh, wow. That's something to What business are you entertaining currently? Well, right now I, I recruit in the financial arena. I also assist in their marketing. So that's been fun. That's been a lot of fun. It is more of like a commission-based type of industry. So I like to supplement my income by doing other types of marketing. Like um, I, I work with secret products, so they call us secret agents. And we, you know, we share these products from the Dead Sea in Israel. And they have like 16 minerals from the Dead Sea that sets them apart from any other skincare or healthcare company. So the first time I was introduced to that product was when I was visiting in Israel. I was floating in the Dead Sea, and someone shared the product with us. They marketed it right there, right around the Dead Sea boutiques. And so that's how I learned about it. And then when I came back to California, it was brought to me through relationship marketing. So the one thing I like about it is it's for men and women, and it's kind of like I share the experience by bringing to them instead of them traveling all the way to the Dead Sea to share those products. And, you know, even Cleopatra used to go horseback. 60 days it took her to get to the Dead Sea, and she swore to it for her health and her beauty. So it's a very interesting company. I love the product. That's great. Is there any organization that triggered you in being an advocate for animals? Because I know that's something is one of your loves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, you know, one of the organizations that I was introduced to was in Hawaii, and it was with the late actor Lloyd Bridges. He used to be with the Save the Whale Foundation. So I joined that foundation on a boat one day. He was there, and I saw how much empathy that they had for these whales. And I've always been more of the zoo animals and not so much out in the marine land. (laughs) But I really learned a lot through them and what they did to try to protect these animals. So, you know, I think what it is is some folks are just naturally thoughtful and some need to be reminded of, like, the golden rule. But compassion is one of my ingredients naturally. So for me, being a voice for the voiceless, that's important because there's no call for any unnecessary cruelty to animals because they're already at our mercy for us to care for them. It's not like they can get a job and speak for themselves. <laughs> so I guess I just stepped up and I'm now taking it to a whole new level with a lot of other parts of gold out there. How many animals do you personally have yourself? I have two dogs and two cats. But I do feed outside animals as well. There's a lot of kitty cats and stray kitties that I take care of. I also donate, you know, as we were discussing in the bio, and rescue animals. And I help with a lot of of the adoptions to get shelter homes, you know, 
some of these pets out of shelters to a good loving home. Wow, that's great. Um, that's wonderful that you were a foster parent. Is there someone that sparked your interest in getting involved? You know what it is? is even my dad, you know, he was a scoutmaster, a baseball coach, a band parent, a big brother. He had a huge heart. So, you know, I think it stems a lot from him, seeing him with not only his kids, he was a great dad, great provider. I mean, we had a great family upbringing. But it was also just uh, knowing that, you know, there were so many kids that need homes. And after being a relative caregiver for a distant cousin, from there I took him to different events. And at some of those events we met some of your children. And then that's when I decided to go in and get my foster parent license. So I achieved that approximately 12 years ago. And, you know, right now I don't have any foster children. I do sometimes get them through respite, like when some foster parents want them to be babysat or they're taking trips. I'll take on some more children that way. But usually they're teens, the ones that I get. It's it's been really rewarding. I like it because actually I don't have any children of my own. Well, that's wonderful that you give your heart to make them feel good and wonderful. Was there oh, yeah. any future endeavors that you would like to share? You know, I do have a few inventions that I've just kind of left, you know, aside. And I would like to get them off the ground, you know, sort of like one step at a time. So that that I want to work on. Also, I'm an advocate in our youth from bullying. So I am looking at starting a group, you know, kind of like the nice of kindness, to speak at schools, because I think awareness is key. And it may prevent even suicide for a lot of children and teens, teens especially. So I think it's so important. So that's, that's another thing that I want to work on. Yeah, it's amazing how many teen suicides are happening and how much bullying is going on. It's just amazing to me. Yeah, and also, sad. Uh, I mean, also child okay. trafficking is another one, and I know I think you've done some work in that area as well. I have, yeah, and that's another one that I'd like to work on is from any human trafficking and to protect our children. It's so important. And I think if we just have more people step up and be a part of that, that could help a lot. And, and you know, the youth needs that. They need our support and our protection. And, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I, a lot of people don't think that one person can make a difference, but I do. I think one person jumping in gets another person to jump in. What is your thought of that? Oh, I think that's a big, yes, absolutely. I think once you know, you get the ball rolling and you invite people and they see how important the cause is, they do get involved. But it usually takes somebody to initiate it to get it going. So it's just stepping up and actually doing it. And and, and these these children, they know. They, they You know, they're aware of what's going on, and they, they love when we step in to help them. They do. They might act tough and everything, but they love that we can step up for them. I've seen something on Facebook recently of a child that was bullied, and I felt so bad about it that I put something out there saying, hey, who can help with this? And I could not believe how many people got involved. It was, it was amazing. They did donations. They're like, let's send this kid to 
to Disneyland, and, you know, he got to kick the ball at a recent rugby event. But it was because he was a little person. So because he was a little person, they gave him a really hard time. And he, you know, he was just so upset. But this goes on all the time everywhere. And I don't really know why kids can be so cruel. It's a shame. But it's something that needs to be reprimanded in school. And I think by sharing, you know, what we can do for them and and for the ones that are being bullied, to not be afraid to go to the authorities. And and I think there should be repercussions. They should have a, a little bit more rules and, you know, what should be going down to these other kids that do this type of bullying. Do you have any of your own feeling as why so much bullying is going on? You know, I really think they're cowards, and I think they feel tough or big because of their own inferiority complexes. So to pick on something weaker than they are makes them feel better for some reason, but it's still backwards because to me they look like they're, they're quite the opposite. And, you know, a lot of their brains aren't very mature, but I just know I can't imagine ever doing that. And in school, I never did that. So it's hard for me to understand how they can. So I do think were you ever bullied? School, were you ever bullied? You know, actually, I was. <laughs> you know, and really? it's kind of funny because my dad was very big in the community with everything that he was involved in, and I was a high school major at Baton Twirler. I was in the band. I played the clarinet. I was popular, like well known, but because I hung out more with the bookworms, and maybe one of those bookworms was just looked homely or whatever. They would pick on me because of who I hung around. And, yeah, I never thought that was the right way to go. But for some reason, I didn't let it get to me. But there's a lot of other, you know, teens and children that, you know, that's going to be very, very upsetting to them. Absolutely. Yeah. What is your choice? Why is your choice of residency in Anaheim Mills when you started out in North Hollywood? Well, you know, when I moved to Orange County, it was like in the late 80s. So it was rated the richest county in the United States at that time. You know, I didn't move there just because of that. But again, it seemed like, yeah, there's so much opportunity. I would meet people during that time instead of going bowling. Or just a happy hour, they'd say, hey, you know, let's check out this opportunity, that opportunity. You know, it was just like a club. People love to do that. So that's one thing I liked about Anaheim Hills. Also, I kind of find it to be like the next best kept secret. It's a small community. It's kind of like nestled in the Jessica Hills. And a lot of people don't even know it exists. And it's coming out a little bit more now, but it's really been like a hidden place, hidden in the hills type of place. So, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I just want to paint a picture of Mount Baldy, the snow-capped mountains. And uh, I'm, I'm centrally located, like between the beaches, the deserts, you know, the mountain resorts, and L.A. So I love the location. Yeah, it's, it's really pretty. And, and the community is a great community. They really help one another. There's so much going on there. So, you know, the area kind of reminds me a little bit of the Northeast, you know, the South, the West, and Europe. So it's very, very pretty. It's a beautiful area. 
I've actually been in Anaheim Hills now like 30 years. Do you, do you, but you drive a lot every direction, right? <laughs> that's true. And that's why for some reason I draw it like I'm the center point and say I'm going to go to Palm Springs. Okay, it takes me, what, maybe like an hour and 20 minutes to get there. If I want to go to L.A., it could be like an hour and 15 minutes to get there. If I want to go to Newport, Laguna Beach, maybe 45 minutes to get there. If I want to go up to Big Bear, maybe it's about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes to get there. And if I want to go down south in your direction, I can get there in like 40 minutes, you know, without traffic. I'm there. So, you know, San Diego, I can be in San Diego in like an hour and 15 minutes. So, yeah, I I find it to be a great area. And, you know, it's funny because I think it's just because I love art so much and I used to draw and paint. So it's like a lot of mornings look like the Thomas Kincaid paintings. And then your sunsets and your evenings are just, oh, my gosh. It's just, yeah. And, I mean, they're stunning sunsets, you know, because we, we do sit up pretty high. We're, like, at the highest point of Anaheim Hills. We're we're pretty up there. <laughs> and we do it, have some wildlife, it, no doubt. We <laughs> do. Yeah. Um, is 2020 ringing in any exciting goals for you? You know, I'm yes, yes, yes. I would like to do so many things. One would be I'd like to start out with writing a children's book. I have a great idea for a new children's book. I have another one that I wrote when I was a little kid about a circus. So I'd like to kind of update that. And, uh, you know, I love to cook and bake, so I have an awesome idea for an online business for treats, for some sweets and treats. One would be great for Hollywood. I'd like to call it Tinseltown Street. And the other one is just really good for the beach communities, which will go great in Florida, California, anywhere there's a beach or ocean. So that's another thing I want to work on. And I'd also like this animals, as far as animal rescues and pets and, you know, just saving more animals. Because, again, here's another thing. A lot of people don't realize that their taxes are a lot higher by keeping animal shelters. We have to pay a lot more in taxes to have those animal shelters. So obviously, if we can get them into loving homes or do something for them, then that would save people a lot on taxes. So, you know, and I just want to get out there, too, and kind of march that speech more to folks that don't realize. Like people who have no animals at all, I mean, how they can give is by either volunteering or donating. And they could feel like they have a pet without having a pet. You know, if they can't have a pet, they travel too often, then I say there's other ways that they can help with that, you know. Um, Another thing I'd like to do is because I was such an Advent uh, ballroom dancer, I haven't done that in years. I'd like to get back into ballroom dance shape and maybe start ballroom dancing again. I think that's a great way to get in shape and have fun. Sounds terrific. What, uh, What are just, we have about six minutes left. First off, okay. um, let people know how they can get in touch with you. And then what are have, what, have, along the way, what lessons have you learned? Uh, what lessons as far as what goes in, in the industry? Well, or, in what you've done, what, what, you know, every time we do something, there's always a lesson in life. So what are some oh, of the yeah, lessons yeah, yeah. in life? You've... Oh, I will tell you one for sure. Not to waste time. That's a great one because I tell you, 
if you lose money, you can always get money back. That's not a big thing. But once you waste time and lose time, you can never get that time back. So time is so valuable. So I, I always say make the most of your time, make it count, make it work, make it a happy place. I've never been one of those to, you know, I'm just a happy person. And so I've never been a negative person. I always stay positive. I like to share positivity with people. I think it's so important to stay that way and to really take advantage of the now because, you know, now is the best time of our lives and we should be enjoying it to the fullest. You know, give what we can give, be out there, help people. The golden rule is a big thing. I've always been a golden rule person. But I would say I think there was a few times I wasted time, and that's probably the biggest lesson I've learned is do not waste time. It's not a good thing. <laughs> never, never, never. <laughs> Make the most And I think another one is, you know, don't put your dreams on the back burner. Reach out and start doing them. That's right. That's right. I've had a lot of different dreams that it was easy, very easy to let it go, you know. And, and, and for me, marketing and making money was more important than even the creative side of the dream. That was just more important to me when it came down to it. But now I'd like to touch back to some of those creative sides and make that come out and make that happen. So it's so important that now is the time to make things happen. Absolutely. Never to procrastinate. Never, never, never. (laughs) It's not good. So how can people reach you? Well, they can. I can give you a phone number, and email might be the best way, or on Facebook. So I'm Diana London. I spell the last name L-O-N-D-Y-N instead of O-N. And they can find me on Facebook. They can message me. Or they can email me at tinseltownnasty at gmail.com which is tinsel, just like tinsel on a Christmas tree, town, nappy, N-A-S-E, at gmail.com. And I can also be reached at area code 310-925. Mention a little bit maybe about your when your, where your nappy meets, because we have two minutes. Sure. Okay, we meet every third Saturday at 2.30 in the afternoon. It's held at Billingsley's Restaurant. That's B-I-L-L-I-N-G-S-E-L-E-Y-S Billingsley's. And that's on Pico and Sautel in LA right off the 405 freeway. 405 and National. And we have a great time. Everyone has a chance to share their story, what they do, for business and what they're looking for for us to help them with or for anyone in the group to help them with. So I think it's a great organization and it's a great place to meet. So, you know, I welcome anybody to come in to our NAPI events and share with us. We'd love to have more ladies. Absolutely. And you always have you always have great speakers as well. Oh yeah, the speakers are awesome. Let's see, like in January, we had a lady that came down from North Hollywood area, and she just had so much to speak on. You know, she's been in the entertainment industry, 
the law industry, the real estate industry, and she has been on so many talk shows on books that she's written through her experiences and also an advocate for animals. But And then she was like an Erin Brockovich on revenge porn, which was just a thing on the Internet that people do if they're trying to get back at somebody. They may just, it's just like a wicked way of doing things. And she put a stop to it. And she put the guy behind bars. So she's, you know, she's a fierce lady. That was one lady that we had. And she also had met a lot of celebrities, too. She had a lot of experiences with celebrities. And we recently had the pink lady. If anyone Googled the pink lady, oh, my gosh, she's amazing. What a fun lady she well, is. <laughs> well, Diana, we're down to 60 seconds. So, Again, just give them quickly your um, contact information, and our show is going to come to a close. Okay, great. Well, thank you for having me once again, Robbie. This has been really fun, and I really want to meet some of you. If you ever can come down to one of our NAPI meetings, I'd love to see you in person. Definitely feel free to call me, and you can reach me at 310-925-8. Two six five, or you can email me at tinseltownnappy at gmail.com or message me on Messenger through Diana London, L-O-N-D-Y-N. All right, Diana, hey. we're down to the end of the show. Thank you so much. It was great learning about all the great things you've done. You truly are an entrepreneur that is still going strong. Thank you so much, Robbie, and so are you. (laughs) We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Talk to you later.